You're listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly, where women 40 and older discover how to find meaning and purpose in their lives, how to feel at home in their own skin, to love who they are, and to design a life that makes them happy. Here's your host, Janelle Anderson, CEO and founder of Emerging Life Coaching. So hey everyone, it's Janelle Anderson here with Emerging Life Coaching, and I'm really excited on this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly to have a guest on the podcast with me. Her name is Jamie Thompson, and I just want to introduce her to you before I bring her on and let you know a little bit about who she is. She has worked as an accountant for both public accounting firms and private companies. And she has over 14 years of diverse tax, financial, and business consulting experience. During the time Jamie worked in public accounting, she learned to prioritize in the midst of multiple deadline and projects. And her time working for private companies taught her accounting from the client's perspective. I think that's cool. This combination of experiences is what makes her excel at what she does and is ultimately what led her to the decision to start her own accounting firm, Bayside Accounting and Consulting. So welcome, Jamie, to the podcast. Thank you for having me here today, Janelle. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Jamie on today was that she started her own company. So you know I am all about empowering women to emerge fearlessly as their authentic selves, to do what they really want to do, and to kind of blaze a trail and maybe not follow the norm or stay in a box that somebody else has put them in, but to do their own thing and to follow their own passions. And so I'm excited that Jamie is here to talk to us about her story and her journey that led her to establishing her company and really what what makes her passionate about accounting. To me, that's pretty mysterious because I am not passionate about accounting, but I do have a sister who is, so I know it's possible. And we meet people in the world like you, Jamie. So tell us, what are you most passionate about? I am most passionate about uh, my family, helping others, and as you said, accounting. So growing up, my father told me to find a job doing something that I love and that it wouldn't really feel like work. So saying I love accounting sounds silly, but probably makes me sound more like a super nerd. Um, but it's true. I do. I love, I love accounting. I took my first accounting class my junior year of high school, and I was hooked. More than my love for accounting and numbers, though, is my passion for helping people. I enjoy using my accounting knowledge to help business owners. Almost no one goes into business for themselves because they love accounting and love being compliant with tax agencies. Well, except me, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But people start businesses because they're passionate about whatever it is they're doing. My passion is to help them succeed. Being my own boss has helped me spend more time with my family. Um, My daughter is 14 and will be starting high school this fall. So kind of a a big milestone. (laughs) Since I've been home, um, been home for about a year, I've had the business for about five years, but I've been fully home for about a year. And since then, I've been able to make it to every softball game, every practice, you know, every chorus concert, just being involved more so than I was when I had a day job has been very rewarding. Um, This summer was the first full summer that I've been home. 
And we were able to go places and do things, um, do fun things together without having to worry about vacation leave or requesting, you know, time off from my boss. So the memories that we make together now will one day be all that she has left of me. And I want them to be memorable. You know, I love that part that you shared how beneficial it is, not just the job or the business part of it, but your personal life and your family time and having that freedom to be with your family to especially be there for your daughter while she's growing up because that goes so fast and how you're sowing into that and planting those seeds for the future. I know my daughter is 36. She was my only daughter and I spent a lot of time with her. I had a job where I taught school where she went to school and I did that on purpose because that relationship, you're going to always be her mom. And what you're doing now by spending time with her and arranging your life to fit that so that you can really pour into her, it's going to pay off in big dividends later as she's grown up. Because my daughter and I, were like best friends. She tells me I'm her best friend. Oh. Yeah, that was established in, you know, in her youth. And just being able to hang out and take road trips and be there for her with her volleyball games or whatever she was doing. So that part, having a passion and following it is huge to really bring out and to talk about. And I'm not sure I do that a lot. So I'm glad that you brought that out, that following your passion is good for your family. It's not just good for you, but it's good for your family. So many women feel guilty following their own passions and doing something for themselves because they think, well, I got to put myself last. My family comes first. But actually... When you concentrate on yourself and you make yourself happy and you follow your passions, your family benefits in a huge way. So that's amazing. And I'd love to know, what is it about accounting that you love? Uh, for me, it just makes sense. I was always a math major, but when I took my first accounting class, it's a different kind of math. I mean, it's not really true math. Everything's done on you know software or calculator. As a matter of fact, my regular math skills have probably suffered as a result. Yeah. But the concept is of accounting, debits and credits, that just clicks with my brain. And it's something that just, I don't know, it just comes easy. And the rules, the tax rules sometimes are kind of complicated and to remember, but the regular accounting work is, and I like puzzles. So I love when a client comes to me and needs a cleanup job and I like being able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and, and be able to hand the finished product back. And I don't know, I just, it's exciting to me. No, that makes total sense. Really. If you really understand why you love what you do, it really helps you to even be more committed to it and to when obstacles come your way, which they do, when things happen that aren't necessarily what you wanted, or maybe you run into a bad spot or a low spot in business, this happens, right? We're, we're on a roller coaster ride a lot of times. But if you know your why, why you love doing what you do, and I love that, you know, the putting the pieces, pieces of a puzzle together to help a client fix a problem and then handing it back to them, that's a huge why to really keep you motivated and keep going. And the making sense, that does make sense. You know, the ins and outs, like it, money comes in and money goes out and it all kind of balances, like balancing your checkbook kind of is a satisfying feeling, although I don't ever do that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad you understand tax stuff because, wow, that's just way beyond me. And I'm so happy to have an accountant to do that for me. <laughs> so speaking of um, obstacles and things kind of coming up for you, 
What are some of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome to get where you are today doing what you love? Um, to be honest, one of my biggest obstacles was myself. So I've always, you know, envisioned how my life would play out. And, and when I graduated from college and started working for a CPA firm, I envisioned becoming a partner there, you know, you know, working my way up through the ranks and eventually becoming a partner. I never, never once envisioned going out on my own or working for myself because I'm not a risk taker. I'm not confident. I'm not a leader. And yet I am all of those things because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. I didn't make the decision completely on my own uh, to be where I am today as the owner of an accounting business. I was, uh, let's say, pushed into it um, by my husband who knew I was more than capable of running my own business and also by my last employer who after five years of loyal service said, we're downsizing your department of one. I worried about the future. Um, I was terrified to be a business owner because it meant there was no more steady paycheck. But it also meant no more office hours, no more commuting three or four hours a day, no more having to ask permission to take the day off. And once I started to realize that I could really do this, you know, of course with my, my husband slash business partner's help, that we were doing it, you know, everything started to become a little bit easier. So um, I, I really loved what you said about the fact that you had to get out of your own way. I think that is such a common thing, probably for men too, but I know especially for women, we're so afraid of taking a risk. I always say all the time, I'm not a risk taker. And yet when people describe me to me, they tell me I'm a risk taker. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, actually, I'm not. It took me a really long time to jump you know, jump off that cliff and take that leap. But I love how you said that you now see that you are those things and how we perceive ourselves is sometimes different than who we really are. And when we do take that chance on ourselves to go for it, to go for our dream, then we often see our confidence building because we see what we're really capable of. And we see those qualities in us that we didn't even know were there. And they show up sometimes in those places where we're taking a risk and taking a chance rather than playing it safe. So that part of your story is super inspiring. And I know you're younger than most of my audience, but I think that's really inspiring. I know it is for me when I see younger women doing this stuff and taking a chance and stepping out on their own and following their passions. I'm like, go for it. Don't <laughs> wait. <laughs> you know, because I played it safe most of my life. I didn't, I didn't really pursue my passions until I was mid fifties, late fifties. And I don't have any regrets, but I know if I'd started it younger, you know, I often wonder what else could I have done? And I'm excited to see younger women doing that and just taking those obstacles and going for it anyway. And you also mentioned kind of being terrified <laughs> of being a business owner and, you know, would you be able to create the income you need? You know, we, you don't have that nice safety net of the regular paycheck uh, and you know the benefits and that's what stops a lot of people from stepping out into their own business you know we're told by our culture we need to have that steady paycheck but really when you think about it just what happened to you you just got downsized and boom you were out so how much of a safety net is it anymore in these days in corporate america people it's really not no people get downsized all the time 
And when you're on your own, you have yourself to believe in and to trust. You trust yourself, right? You know you can depend on you. And it just makes you do a lot more. It makes you be a lot more, what is the word? Well, courageous and brave, but also take more initiative and be a lot more involved because it's up to you. And, and you just see what you're made of. You just see the things that you're made of that you didn't see before. What have been your top three lessons in life? Top three, um, and in no particular order, but um, I would have to say something we touched on earlier, you know, passion upgrades life. When you find that thing that you love to do with all your heart, every day feels like a gift. I love what I do. I love being home and my family is better off because of it. And not just because of this, you know, the security that we're making for ourselves, but also because I'm home now, I don't have that commute weighing on me anymore. And I was stressed out, even mm. though I sat on a bus, you know, and I didn't have to drive. It's still stressful. Commuting is stressful. Yeah, it is. Extremely. Made a lot happier since, uh, since we've been home. Um, another one is relationships rule. At the end of the day, what matters most are the people in our lives. We have to put them first every single day before work, before the computer, before our hobbies, you know, treat them like they are everything because they are. My family is my husband and my daughter. And, you know, I do, I do what I love. I do what I do because I love to do it, but I do it also for them. And, and the last one is to just do the work. You know, if you want something in life, you have to do the work to get it. I do feel a sense of accomplishment when I can, when I can help a client and, you know, yes, they pay me, <laughs> but their gratitude sometimes is, it's, it's a great feeling to know that I'm not just providing the service, but I'm doing something that they truly value. Yeah. Uh, those are such great nuggets of wisdom. I, I agree with all of them. I think they're very powerful and there's something that you, everybody can just kind of jot down, you know, passion upgrades life. I love that. I might use that if you don't mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Relationships rule. And we've been talking about that, you know, earlier that when you follow your passions, you most often the benefit shows up in your relationships more than anything. It's amazing instead of taking away from relationships, it adds to it. And yeah, do the work. I mean, this thing is not a walk in the park. <laughs> like it takes work, right? It takes work. But when it's work you love, it doesn't feel like work in the traditional sense. It just, I don't know. I just love it. I have to tear myself away from it sometimes. <laughs> So as you know, my podcast is called Women Emerging Fearlessly. And so I'm curious to know what that phrase means to you. Uh, well, to me, emerging fearlessly means taking action despite your fear, not because of it. Um, ultimately, what determines the outcomes you achieve in life are the actions you do or do not take. And fear will interfere. It's a basic human reaction. Um, but fearless people focus on building confidence. The more confident you are about your ability to handle what scares you, the more secure you will feel. Fearless people also strategize. The, they plan and evaluate their actions. They know when to push forward. They know when to pull back. They know what risks are worth the reward and you know, which ones they should uh, avoid. And they're not afraid to ask for help. Mm. Wow, that's awesome and so true. 
the part about, you know, looking at the risk and analyzing it. And it's not a recklessness, right? Fearlessness is not just being reckless. Fearlessness right. is actually planning. Let's see, you know, making like a calculated or taking calculated risks, still taking risks, but you think through them and you plan and you research so that the fear goes away. I think most of our fears are really from the unknown, like what might happen. What if this happens? What if that happens? Exactly. So I love that definition of emerging fearlessly. And I use the word emerging because for women, it is like an emerging process, becoming who you are, kind of embracing that and coming out of that place of hiding where a lot of women like to hide behind their families and their responsibilities and are nurturing nature to take care of others first and stepping out into who you are and owning it and realizing that it's really the best place to be and doing it without fear. What would you like to tell women in my audience about how to emerge fearlessly? I think the biggest thing is realizing that fear is not so much about what scares you, but about why it scares you. You know, one of the most misunderstood facts about human emotion is that fear does not necessarily mean the desire to avoid. Indifference is the desire to avoid. Fear means not knowing how to approach something of interest. Sometimes fear shows you what you shouldn't do, and our bodies are wired that way for a reason, you know, survival of the fittest there. Yeah. But more often than not, the things that absolutely terrify you are the things that you are meant to do. Um, my favorite quote about facing your fears is from Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. And the reason that reason that resonates with me is because I feel like, I feel like that's me. I have gained strength and courage and confidence by the experiences in the last year, especially. I mean, I really look at this last year as my like kind of stepping out on my completely on my own. And I, I had to overcome the fear that I felt the fear that I still sometimes feel, you know, like, am I, Am I looking far enough ahead in the future that we have, you know, billable work so that we can get paid by clients, you know, because some of our clients, it's recurring work, but some of it, it's not, it's, it's a, here's a project. And, you know, so they pay, they pay for the project and everything's great. Well, I need to have enough projects in the future. And that, that still kind of terrifies me um, a little bit, but I'm more confident in the work that I do in the work itself that I do, that I'm able to close more deals and get more clients because of that confidence. That's amazing. And I would say you are the definition of what I call a fearless woman because <laughs> <laughs> you're facing the fear and you're doing it anyway. And you're recognizing, yeah, that's kind of scary, but I trust myself. I have confidence in my ability, I have confidence in the universe, basically that, you know, the abundance is out there. It's just there for the taking. But if we aren't believing in ourselves, you know, we're not accessing all that's out there for us. So 
you know, that's what a fearless woman does. I love that quote. I love Eleanor Roosevelt's quotes. Anyway, <laughs> some of my favorites, but I love that. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. And I often say the very thing you're most afraid of is more than likely, more often than not, that is what you're supposed to be doing. That is what you're meant to be doing. Most of our biggest fears and the biggest message from our inner critic is aimed at that very thing that is our life purpose and passion. It's amazing. I see that over and over and over. So you must do the thing you think you cannot do. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about the kinds of clients you work with and what do you do for them? So we have a couple different industries that we work with. Um, Service-based businesses is most of our clients and that can be anything from, we work for some law firms, we work with people providing services, home services like a general contractor, plumber, HVAC people. We also uh, help real estate professionals, uh, whether that's you're just a real estate agent or um, you are an investor buying and flipping homes. Um, We work with both of those. And um, our third main category is actually nonprofits. And we help clients um, mostly in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia, um, but we actually have clients all over the country. So we don't, we are not limited by uh, geographical location. So what would be the best way for somebody to get in touch with you if they would like to talk to you about possibly your services for them? Uh, the best way is to visit our website, uh, which is www.baysideaccountingco.com uh, and book a free consultation appointment. And then either myself or my business partner will give you um, uh, a call back and we'll set up a time to talk and go from there and see, see if we can help your business and see if we're the right fit for you. Because sometimes we're not. But one of the other things that we like to do is, is we have a network of people that work with us so that if we're not the best service, uh, the best fit for you. Because our ultimate end goal, our mission is to help businesses succeed. We find, we find the right fit for, for our clients. Okay, so I will put that website in the podcast notes, the show notes. It's just been a pleasure having you here. And uh, I hope that, I, I know that many women listening to this will be encouraged by your story and the fact that you are a trailblazer and you are doing what you really want to do and you've gone out on your own. It may not have been your choice at first, but <laughs> just... <laughs> And that happened to me too. And it was kind of like, whoo, you feel like you're just kind of thrown out there, but then you find out it's like throwing a kid in the water to learn to swim. You know, you get in there and you learn how to swim. It's not the end of the world. So there's so many possibilities and opportunities out there for us. So I think that this will really be an encouragement to women that may find themselves in that situation. And a lot of times it's, they're getting ready to retire and don't know what to do with themselves they still need purpose and meaning. Um, Or, you know, a lot of older women do find themselves in that situation of being downsized or let go for one reason or another. And so this is just a great way to give them hope that it's not over. You can do whatever you want to do. Just set your mind to it and make a plan and believe in yourself and go for it. And having the support too, not only of, of your family, but I would not be able to do any of this without my business partner and husband. I mean, even though originally it was his idea uh, to, to do this, um, 
which I'm more than thankful for. I, he helps me every day doing, doing the work and just having that support, not only in being supportive of, of the business itself, but in actually doing the work has been, has been really great. And I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Yeah, that's a super great point to make. We do need our tribe. We need our support systems. None of us can make this journey in life alone. So it's really important to have that, to find it if you don't have it. Go out and find it. Don't wait for it to come to you. Right. Right. Find other business people, entrepreneurs, get involved in groups online. Uh, I know we're both a member of the Leading Lady Facebook group, and that's an awesome place to find support and help. And I have a group as well, Women Emerging Fearlessly. So find those places where people will speak into you and believe in you and help you and give you tips and ideas of what to do. You know, we, we just can't do this alone. So Jen, do you have any final parting words for us? Um, no, I don't think so. Other than just, you know, no matter what your passion is, it's never too late to start. Love it. All right, ladies. So until next time, go out there and do what you really want to do. It's been great to be here with you today and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. If you're wondering how you can create the life that you truly want, check out our website at emerginglifecoaching.com. Or send me an email, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, emerge fearlessly as your authentic self and go out there and do what you really want. Thank you.